My name is Brandon Krieger. In this episode of Daily Cyber, I'm going to be talking about ransomware threats increased by 25% in 2020. So let's hack at it. I'd like to thank our sponsor for this episode, USADO. USADO is a Canadian-based cybersecurity company that provides 24-7 cybersecurity support and compliance service that align their customers' tolerance for risk, their clients, suppliers, and government contractual mandates. USADO's teams focus on using insights to drive business decisions. There's no need to leave strategies to chance when insights can be used to show what changes need to be made and how to make them. USADO offers multiple services to help companies simplify IT, centralize cybersecurity management, and meet compliance standards. USADO can customize their service to work with your existing IT network and programs. For more information, contact USADO at info at uzado.com or visit their website at www.uzado.com. Okay, so there's a lot of information to cover. Uh, I'm excited to kind of go through. Uh, ransomware was a topic someone was asking me about before. And as we can see, just the increase over the last, uh, say, three, four months since COVID-19 started, we can see an increase of ransomware attacks. Uh, the article that I've got here that I'm going to be reading from is from CISOMag.com. Uh, it's going to be, uh, some of the information is going to be in the description below. And if you want to read the article, click on the link and you'll send you directly to the article. So let's talk about a uh, few of the, the facts starting out. Uh, one, they, they, it was from Beasley Breach Insight Report uh, stated that manufacturing, uh, secure, uh, manufacturing sector, sorry, uh, had 156% increase of incidents uh, from quarter to quarter. Financial sector and health uh, care continued to be the most affected, which together accounts for 50% of ransomware attacks uh, reported in Q1 of 2020. So next, it gives a kind of a breakdown of ransomware incidents. 26% uh, of incidents for financial institutions, 24 percent and that was 26 percent and then 24 percent for healthcare, nine percent for manufacturing seven percent for professional services six percent for retail and six percent for e education so you can see if you add up all those numbers the attacks are mostly for the financial institution and healthcare when it came to ransomware attacks and in, in q1 uh, so a lot of increase there now i heard uh, and it's not in this report but i also hear uh, legal so law firms were getting compromised or at least attacked. I don't want to say they were getting compromised, but at least they're getting attacked by ransomware. So it's a lot of uh, great information there. And I'm just going to read through some of my notes here. Uh, first and foremost, let's talk about ransomware to kind of get it, both of us on the same page. This might be review for you or might be very simplistic, but stick with me. I got some good information after this. So ransomware on a basic, basic level, basic, basically what it is is Malware that's sent out through email, majority of the time, now it could be on a website, could be uh, through other means, but majority is through phishing attacks where you click on something that is more clickbait type of stuff where you want to download, it's a scarcity, uh, something to put you in a fear state, which then you click on it and then there's malware that runs in the background that actually locks your PC, so encrypts it. And through that encryption, normally you get a splash screen that says your your PC, your devices, your multiple devices have been compromised. Uh, they've been locked down. And then there's normally a ticking time as well as, you know, a, uh, information on who to contact. And potentially even sometimes there's actually the ransom there, how much, you know, they want. So if it's 
$500 up to $50,000 and above. So now your account's been, or your PCs or devices have been encrypted. And now what you're supposed to do is go through the process of calling them, negotiating a ransom, paying it, and then hopefully they send you, and I think it's the public key they'll send you to be able to unlock it. Now, I'm not going to talk about the success rate or anything along that line, but that's normally kind of the process of what happens when you, when ransomware attacks happen. And then, you know, some of the challenges, uh, just briefly, uh, I've heard companies that have gone through uh, cleaning up their systems, uh, recovering from backup, and then keep getting attacked from ransomware. This is why it's important if you ever do get compromised and you're running through these, this scenario that you have actually a forensic investigation done on your backups because you don't know where actually that malware might be stored. It might be stored uh, three, four, even five weeks back, and then it was you know like a time bomb. It was set to a certain schedule that it would go off. And then you think that, oh, well, we'll recover from the last backup or the backup before. But then you're constantly recovering the actual malware that's releasing time and time again. So make sure you do a forensics investigation on where through your backups and, and your malware or so your backups and your data to make sure that you're not reinstalling the malware. So just a timbit there, I've heard some companies that have gone through that that challenge alone and just it's frustrating because they spend all this time to remediate, but then it just keeps happening over and over again. Uh, next is let's talk about how to protect yourself and how to protect your company. So I'm going to talk about uh, four main things here that are, are simple things that we can do, but just a reminder and a checklist of things that, you know, everyone should be looking at companies, organizations. Uh, remote workforces and, and people that are working from home. These are all areas that you should be aware of and just kind of be mindful of. So first is securing your systems. Uh, your security systems are up to date. And that means right across the board. Do kind of a, a check, an assessment on your internal environment if you're an organization and make sure your firewalls, your viruses, your definitions, uh, modules, whatever that may be, just go through and make sure everything's up to date and just do an internal investigation and internal assessment. It's so important right now because companies are being attacked more and more now because of the attack surface has changed. And now hackers are taking advantage of that and going after companies thinking that they might be vulnerable in this time of the COVID-19, a remote workforce and all that. So please, please, please do, do an assessment. Make sure that everything is, is secure. Everything's up to date. Uh, I know with a lot of companies changing overnight, there was a lot of things that might have been missed. So even if you have maybe a, a outside party do a gap assessment, a vulnerability uh, test, just to see if there's anything that they come up with that, oh, by the way, here's a couple of things you need to harden, you need to lock down. Second, work from home systems. This is very key. And there's a couple of areas that probably going to be a reminder, but a few that I'm going to bring up that I haven't talked about before that are uh, really important. So first is, are your systems up to date and patched? your desktop, your laptop, your smartphones, your your tablets, make sure everything's up to date, all the applications, everything is secure. Make sure you have an antivirus or endpoint protection. Uh, sometimes you don't have endpoint protection because the, the, the company uh, doesn't have enough licenses or whatever that may be. So make sure you have an antivirus that is up to date, the signatures are up to date, the database is up to date on that and that it's constantly, it's secure and it's up to date in the sense of the configurations to secure your connection, your applications, it's, it's uh, letting you know. Uh, make sure you run it a test as well just to make sure it's scanning. So do a full scan on your system. 
uh, just to make sure everything's protected. Next is your home network. This is one that, you know, many people talk about. You have Internet of Things, all different devices. You have your lights, your heating. Uh, one of the big things was uh, baby monitors that were compromised when Internet of Things started to first come out. Uh, cameras. Try to think of anything else that you could, should be looking at. Anything basically that gets an IP address, you should be taking a look at making sure that they're secure. Because right now, if you're working from home and you're connected to your company, that could be an access point for someone to get into your home network and now be able to surf around through the network and do some reconnaissance to find out which PC is the company PC that they can get access. Because if you're in VPN and they're doing uh, key logging or anything along that line, they can actually watch what you're doing. Right? The VPN connection is only securing the data from the connection from that endpoint, so that PC and the communication to the network. But if someone's on your local PC, they can see everything that you're doing. So if they're doing any key logging, anything along that line, you got to be very careful. So make sure your home network is secure. Uh, some people have uh, the modems that you can be able to have like up to four ports. And then you have Wi-Fi connection. You can have two different kind of networks where you have Wi-Fi internally. And you can have your guest network. Go over that, review it, and make sure that everything is locked down, that you have a, a complex password. It's very secure that you make sure you also you have uh, if you have a guest network, I would lock that down. I would probably disable it as if you can uh, or put your kids uh, that are not on the network, put them on the guest network and, and separate. That's what basically we consider as a VLAN uh, virtual LAN. separate them from the actual network that you guys don't have connectivity. Hopefully uh, your modem has that capability. Uh, and it's just, again, to keep it separated because if you're on the network, the main network, you want to make sure you lock it down as, as much as possible. If you have any questions about that, please comment below. I know I'm covering a lot of information quickly. Uh, next is VPN. Make sure you get, you get a VPN uh, software from your organization. Ask your IT department or ask your manager. If they don't have it, please just put that request in. Uh, you want to make sure that you're secure, your data secure as you're going out through the network. Uh, and then it's it's protected th through uh, your home network, maybe your home ISP as well, and that people can't see any of your information going through plain text. Uh, family members at home network and secure. So what I mean by that is make sure that the home network is completely locked down like I talked about before. Uh, and just make sure that you're educating your family on best practice of what to do with cybersecurity and, and using the devices, which brings me to point number three is cybersecurity awareness training uh, for your employees as well as for your families. Uh, a lot of companies are now doing uh, phishing type training, cybersecurity awareness training, and it's great for the employees, but what about the family members? And this is a key point that a lot of people are talking about is training the family members that are on the home network to make sure that they're secure. So having them go through it as well and make sure they're answering the questions and validating that they understand because they can be compromised as easy as anyone because they're maybe doing some surfing on the internet and playing video games and talking about video games. I know I saw an article about Nintendo. Uh, they got compromised where there was, I think, 300,000 uh, user accounts that got compromised. That doesn't mean that they got access to the network but they got access to these accounts and now to what extent they can breach different devices or compromise, you know, their online account versus their local device. Not sure. 
But if they get access to the IP address, they might be able to try to remotely try to connect into the system or the network. So things you just got to be very mindful of, of when there is a breach like that, you know, are you potentially open to be compromised, open to be compromised? So that's why it's important to separate the network, make sure that your family is educated on cybersecurity awareness and that they're aware of everything that they're doing. Uh, clickbait, which is basically any article, video, through any type of social feed. Be careful on clicking on that. Uh, we're finding that more of these have malware in them where they're uh, sensationalized that, oh my God, you know, uh, protest over here is doing this and look at all these people breaking into these, you know, stores and all that. And then when you look at the link on the bottom, it's to a strange site or site that you might not commonly go to. So just be very careful of that. If you're really interested in that information, go to your local news uh, website and go to Google, go to your browser, click that in directly, like type it in directly and go. Uh, if it's a video, go to YouTube directly, type in the title of the video and search there. Uh, YouTube and a lot of these are a lot, are a lot better at scanning these videos, making sure there's not, not malware. Uh, not saying they're perfect, but they're a better. Uh, so being able to have that protected resource that they're scanning and making sure things are, there's potentially not malware in it. Now I'm bringing this up not to pick on Facebook, but I know I've heard a lot more people are getting compromised on malware on Facebook than any social site that I've seen so far. So I'll be just be mindful of that. And that's why it's so important that your family goes through cybersecurity awareness training. Uh, next point, last point is uh, for co companies, corporate policies are up to date. So with all the changes that are happening, uh, you're looking at different, you know, policies, acceptable use policy, disaster recovery, business continuity, instant response, breach response. Uh, and there's probably more that I'm missing right now, but those are kind of the fine five main ones that I've been having discussions over time and time again, making sure that your acceptable use policy of what your, your staff, your team can do and what they can't do, right? Especially, you know, involve the family as well, what they should be doing, what they shouldn't be doing and, and taking them through cybersecurity awareness training. Because when your users, your employees are at home and on that network, the family members that are on that network now are potential, are potential, I guess what you can say is threats because they're the ones now that can get compromised easier because they're just doing their thing, right? They're surfing online, they're playing video games, they're doing, you know, they're, uh, watching different videos, wherever that may be, and it's no care to the world, they have internet access. They're now potential threats because if someone compromises them, they can compromise the home network. And then, as you can see, the chain of events, now they compromise the company. So something to really look at, acceptable use policy, and just my recommendation, just to take a look at uh, disaster recovery. What does it mean now? What's the the landscape now of disaster recovery? You know, and what's your responses? So when we look at instant response, who's your key contacts? What's the response time? Do you have an SLA? Is that SLA now changed because of the staff is spread out now as it can take them longer to respond? Uh, business continuity, make sure your business continuity is up to date. All the contacts, your strategies, uh, do a tabletop exercise too. If something that was to happen uh, for any incident, go through these and, and do a tabletop exercise, especially with disaster recovery, business continuity, incident response, and breach response. Make sure that you go through a tabletop exercise to make sure everything's up to date because there's probably, if you haven't taken a look at it, there's probably something that's out of date with them right now that the contact information is incorrect. Um, the response time might be wrong. 
the service providers and vendors that you work with, their response times might be different now because they might be uh, working with remote staff or short staff because they, may, they might have had to lay off people. So go through that make sure all that's up to date because you just don't want to have an incident and now your downtime is longer than you expected. And, you know, you wish you would have went back and kind of uh, been proactive and prepared knowing that these were, these could be issues. So going back to the original topic, ransomware, it's so important to be educated and be aware of what's going on with ransomware. All the challenges, you know, with cybersecurity and everything that's going on, just keep being proactive, making sure that you're on top of things. I know it's important you know, to look at, and I'm not trying to do this scarcity thing. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, ransomware is up, be scared, be scared. But it's not the point of this. It's the point about being proactive, being educated, taking the right steps to do it, do remediation, as well as uh, training your staff and making sure they're up to date, doing all those things now uh, versus trying to do it after the fact when it's, the house is on fire and you're trying to keep the business going while deal with a ransomware uh, attack and trying to make sure everything gets up to up and recovered as quickly as possible. So I think I'm going to leave off at uh, there. Uh, I know I covered a lot of information about ransomware and just kind of uh, some best steps that I would recommend going forward and things that I've been talking to uh, colleagues about. It's really interesting to see kind of just the different uh, challenges that companies are going through right now and trying to be supportive on my side, give as much information, give as much value and try to help out is so important. So a couple asks I have for you. Uh, if you enjoyed this uh, podcast and you're really getting some value of it, please uh, like it, you know, put a review down wherever you're seeing this. Uh, I just want to get some feedback on the information, what I'm doing. Uh, if it's any value, if you want me to change some, uh, some content, cover more information, please let me know. Uh, starting next week, I'm going to be doing uh, more interviews. I just haven't had a chance, especially with COVID-19. So many people have been so busy. So I haven't been following up on that right now. Just being more compassionate that people need some time to, you know, do what they need to do when it comes to family, when it comes to their job, finances, all that. So once this uh, pandemic starts to settle down, uh, then yeah, I'm going to get back up to having guests on my podcast and kind of working from there. Uh, next is, uh, Again, if you like this podcast, please share it out with any of your colleagues. Uh, right now, I'm doing my best to kind of get the word out and really share about the truth about cybersecurity and what's going on. And I just want to make sure that, you know, I do my part to help out and provide value. So that's it for today's Daily Cyber. Uh, again, this is Brandon. Uh, I just want to thank you so much uh, for being part of my community and, and, and listening to my podcast, watching my video. It's really exciting to me to be part of your journey when it comes to cybersecurity and provide as much information as I can. So I just want to remind you, don't forget, software is hackable, being connected is vulnerable. I'll see you next Daily Cyber.